Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Christian Reeve podcast. This is episode 100. It also weirdly falls on the one year anniversary of the Christian Reeve podcast. It's pretty weird, I know. Um, but it's funny how things work out sometimes. And um, I was really scratching my head about how I would actually do this podcast because, you know, I do have guests coming this week. I actually have a guest tomorrow. And I thought, oh, I'll just do a regular episode. Maybe I'll do like a special video or whatever and, and just say thanks and maybe reflect a little bit on this past year and all the episodes. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I thought that, no, I need to do something special. It's not every day that you hit 100 with any kind of milestone. And, you know, this, this podcast has been not without its struggles, not without its difficulties. Um, and we, we've come a long way. You know, just in this past episode that I had, uh, episode 99, I was discussing uh, podcasting in general with Mr. Ray Shimileki. I think that's how you say his name. <laughs> but anyway... Um, one of the things he brought up, which, you know, just made me start thinking about all of this is that when people start podcasts, generally they don't tend to stick it through. They get to about seven episodes or something, and then they just end it. Uh, maybe they get bored. Maybe they don't like the level of work. Uh, maybe they just, you know, are unhappy because they don't have the listener base that they were aiming for. Maybe they're unhappy because they can't get sponsorships and they can't get paid from it. There's many reasons. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we were both theorizing in that episode very briefly was that, you know, if, if that's your kind of mindset, then, then you're approaching podcasting all wrong, you know. And I don't want to go into too much detail about this because I did cover a lot of this stuff in my podcasting episode. I believe that's episode 90, so go check that out. But um, I think it's an important sentiment to think about. You know, I mean, I'm surprised I even got to 10 episodes, let alone 100. And I think above all else, the reason that I've gotten to this point is through sheer determination. I just want to keep doing this. I really enjoy doing this, to be honest. And I always get something out of it. You know, every time I, I have a guest on my show, it, it kind of changes or frames things differently. And, and what I mean by that is that Every time I, I have these conversations with every single guest that I have on my show, I am meeting a totally different person with, you know, different life experiences, different ambitions in life, a different way of thinking. And I always learn something, you know, like one of the questions that I introduced, I don't know how far in, but uh, it's become kind of, I guess, like a staple for me. It's a question that I ask every single guest is, you know, what's the biggest life lesson you've, you've learned? And it's amazing because, you know, throughout the course of many of those episodes, people will give you life advice anyway, throughout the course of, of what they're talking about, whether it's their passion in life, their job, maybe they're talking about their family. You know, I've had episodes where people have shared, you know, really difficult life experiences and you get advice through, through the course of that. But when you ask these people, you know, what's the biggest thing that stands out for you? God damn, you get all sorts of responses. And I, I don't know, I just, I just get really excited about, about every time I do an episode because it's never the same. It's always interesting. It's always fun. And I think anything in life that's like that, 
you just want to keep doing it. You know, it's almost like a drug. It's kind of addictive, to be honest. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's something that fits naturally with, with my brand, with what I do. You know, I'm very used to talking to people, being sociable. I love that. Um, I, I'm like this in real life. I mean, I am a shy guy, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not, you'll never find me starting the conversation. I'll always be that guy sitting down in the corner and drinking something light and having a cigarette and, and seeming antisocial, but I love talking to people. I really do. I'm just very selective when I prefer to listen and speak. Um, that might sound weird to all of you, you know, but it, it's true. It's just how I am. And I found that with this medium, obviously it's very different because people want to be there. People have asked me, for instance, you know, how do you get guests? And, you know, I've said this before, there's, there's different channels. You can use Reddit as a big source. I'm, I'm very thankful to all the subreddits uh, on Reddit, <laughs> like podcast guests, podcast guest exchange, all those places. They really helped me in the very beginning. But then there's other websites like Matchmaker and, and Podit and, and so on. But the more that you do this and the longer that you do the podcast, the more you find people like, reaching out to you. You know, I've had people contact me by email. I've had people reach out to me on Instagram and stuff. And it's amazing. It's very humbling. It's very, it makes me feel really good knowing that people take an interest in what I do. They like the way that I interview and whatnot, and they want to be a part of the show. And I, you know, I treat every guest exactly the same. You know, as soon as someone's on my show, I do extensive research and you know, uh, sometimes I use the research, sometimes I don't, you know, I've, I've, I've got research, well, it's not research exactly, but I've got information, stuff I've written down for this episode, right? And I haven't even touched on this yet, because you just get into the course, the conversation, you know, and that's really what I feel is the best part about a podcast is, is once you get into that conversation, who knows where it will go? And who knows what kind of nuggets you'll get? And my job as an interviewer is to kind of chronicle that person's life in as short a time as I possibly can you know and kind of give people an idea of who this person is what they're about what makes them tick what make you know and try and get some stories out of them and to do that you've got to make them feel comfortable and you know I thought about doing a just a standard really boring interview style and I think in the very beginning of, of the podcast there was a little bit of that Um, because I was sticking rigidly to that and I wasn't as comfortable with the whole kind of interviewing process but now it's become at least this is how I advertise it it's kind of an interview slash discussion podcast so it's like yeah there will be certain things that I want to ask each particular guest but I'm kind of happy for the conversation to go anywhere you know like again in episode 99 uh, me and Ray Shimaleki were talking about um, how you would approach interviewing a celebrity and the more and more I sat and thought about that the more I realized that you know it's not dissimilar to what I do now you know you you can you can sit there and and interview the person about you know all these things that they do that's like part of their work or whatever and and they'll probably be pretty happy to talk about that but the bigger thing the thing that you really want to get to is what they're passionate about in life you know and it, it obviously a lot of people who are doing these things you know, like podcasting or, or uh, acting or music, they are passionate about that. 
right? So it's obviously when you're asking them about their passion, you're asking them about their work at the same time. But not everyone is like that. You know, like in real life, I don't ask people about their living. I mean, <laughs> why? You know, most people don't enjoy their living. They do it as a kind of, you know, a thing, pays the bills, and then they use the time that they have free to pursue their passions in life. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, there's plenty of people that are very happy out there doing whatever their job is and then they spend their free time with their families or, or doing their hobbies whatever and they're very happy we're all different the way that we think the way that we approach life and that's okay and i think just as a, an important side note you should never demean people or make people feel bad about what they're doing in life if they're happy that's all that matters that is all that matters and all that ever will matter so just a little side nugget there, just uh, something to, to keep in mind. Because <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people, I've had people say this to me, you know, people constantly ask me, oh, do you get paid for that podcast then? Oh, who have you had on the podcast? You know, as in, are they celebrities? Anyone I would, anyone I would care about is basically what they're asking. Or like, oh yeah, have you got paid? Have you got this? Like how many numbers? How many downloads? Blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as it doesn't, as soon as I don't give a, a positive response to say, oh, well, you know, we have a small listener base and, you know, I haven't really had anyone's famous per se, they get like disinterested. And, you know, I used to get, that used to kind of bother me back, back in the day, but now I just think about it like this, which, okay, it might start, make me sound like a bit of a douche, but I don't care. It's the truth. It's how I think. I think they're missing out. I really do. I think that, this podcast does have a lot to offer. And I feel that now that we've got to a hundred episodes, I really feel like I'm, I'm excited for the next hundred, to be honest. I'm really excited. You know, like for a while at the beginning, I was just kind of doing them as and when. And one thing I realized, which is a bit of advice for all new podcasters, don't give yourself too much work. I still have to do the editing process. You know, I still have to do all that stuff. It takes forever, but you got to do it. It's part of the grind. You know, you got to cut up and edit your podcast. You got to put the clips out. You got to promote yourself on social media. I mean, I don't even have enough time to be able to promote myself fully. I promote myself as much as I can, but like, I don't even have the time to promote the clips. For example, I just, I just do what I can and, and leave it at that. Right. Hope people discover me. Um, Although I will say TikTok has been a good resource. That's actually pretty simple and quick to put stuff on. Anyway, I digress. You know, you got, you got to learn to put that, that time and that effort and that work in. And I feel like a lot of people just aren't willing to do that. And, you know, you've got to be passionate about this. If, if you want this to succeed, you've got to be passionate about this. But it's not all about the numbers or, you know, who's who, how many celebrities you've had on your show i think it's about putting out good content putting out something that people firstly can always come back to as well one thing i really like um, and this is a term that i actually learned when i was uh, working in marketing is this term evergreen content this idea that you have content that people can perpetually come back to at any point in time and it won't really outdate now of course there are certain things that are going to naturally outdate, you know, like if you go back to an old uh, podcast episode of mine, or for instance, if you see like my appearances on other people's podcasts, sometimes I talk about things that I don't even do anymore. Like, you know, I, in some podcasts I've spoken about retro gaming, that's something I don't do anymore because I just 
didn't really have like a passion for it anymore. I tried it. I tried the whole Twitch thing. It didn't work for me. You move on, right? So some things you can't avoid, but other things remain the same. And, you know, I, I always pride myself on that. I want this to kind of keep growing, keep moving. I, I want to keep doing this for years to come, to be honest. And I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, one of the questions I actually received, because I've, I've, I've got a bunch of questions from you guys. So thank you very much for uh, sending these questions in, by the way, to all my podcast listeners. I love you to bits. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Reed podcast. You guys rock. Uh, yeah, what the, one of the big questions, which ties into what I'm just about to say is, who's your biggest inspiration? Now, as far as podcasting is concerned, it's got to be Joe Rogan. And I know that's a really obvious choice and people are going to be like, oh, oh my God. But the reason why is that I look at his journey and his podcasting style. So with his journey, and I've said this a million times on the podcast, so apologies for regulars who are hearing me repeat myself, but look, the guy was doing podcasting upwards of like three, 400 episodes and those first three, 400 were really nothing to write home about. He was honing his craft, you know, he was, but he, the important thing is he stuck with it. And even he, he's the sort of guy that will own it. You know, if he makes a mistake, if he puts something out there, that's not up to par or whatever, he'll own it and be like, yeah, you know, it just wasn't as good as it is now. You know, it, it was a journey. And that really inspired me. You know, like when I look at the very beginning of this podcast, the first, say, ah, I'd say 30 episodes, I was really trying to find my footing, you know, and I, I just, my, my whole goal was just keep going, keep releasing stuff, keep going, you know, and sometimes I get a bit frustrated, you know, sometimes I put out an episode and maybe I think, oh, maybe, maybe it wasn't as good, you know, maybe I, I didn't do as well. And I'd always put the onus on me. I never blame guests or anything. It's always on me to make it as good as possible, whether that be, you know, asking the right questions or whether that be steering the conversation in the right direction, you know, whatever the case may be, it's always up to me to make sure it's a good show, entertaining, something that people actually want to listen to. And, um, you know, something I've always thought about as well that ties into that is, you know, I, I've never really been able to get these discussion episodes where I want them to be. You know, like, as you guys know, I want to do more discussion-based episodes like this, but I feel like it's not as interesting when it's just me talking about it. Now, this episode will be different because it's, you know, it's me reflecting on 100 episodes, me reflecting on a year of podcasting. And I think that's something that you should take and celebrate. And I did think about having people on the show, having a guest on the show, but you know what, moving forward, I want to try to do more of these discussion based episodes. If I can, if I can find a way to make this interesting and engaging when it's just me, that would be something because it's something that I haven't really mastered. I feel like the interviews, that's something that's going well and something that will continue to go well, as long as I just keep working hard and keep, putting in the same effort and, and the same format that I have been but as far as it pertains to the discussion-based podcasts I don't know I mean 
obviously I appreciate your feedback, anything that you, you want to tell me about, about what I could do or what you think I could do better, or, or even indeed, if you like the episodes, cause I've done a few, I, I did one on wrestling. I did one on university podcasting. Um, some of the early episodes, I believe the first five or 10, there was a few just standalone episodes because back then I was trying to figure out what this podcast would be. Is it going to be discussion based with occasional guests? Is it only going to be interviews? I've still not fully committed to the idea that it's an interview only podcast, you know, because I kind of want to just do what I want when I want. Do you know what I mean? Like if I want to just put out an episode on a particular topic, I'm just going to do it like I did with a wrestling episode. I did that because I love wrestling. And why not? It's my podcast. And this actually leads me on to um, some criticism that I've had recently. So I'm not adverse to receiving criticism. Everyone receives criticism. And I think the more that you continue, the more that you put yourself out there, especially if you start doing well, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just a little bit of, of, of people, you know, checking you out, giving you love, there will always be people that hate that and want to bring you down. And I had some recent criticism, which I addressed a couple of episodes ago, uh, but I ignored in the YouTube comments because I was just like, I'm not going to deal with this negativity. But it's not the first time that I've had uh, criticism. And most of the time, I ignore criticism, you know, because it always comes in a kind of troll format in a negative way that's, you know, it's not someone trying to help or give their honest, genuine opinion. It's just someone being nasty. Like the person recently that, that dropped comments on my episode with uh, Lydia Pearson, they said that my stories were boring and that basically by me sharing my stories that undermined the other person's stories. Now, if you go and watch that episode back, I barely spoke at all, you know, because um, it was all about Lydia and she's a very chatty lady and you know, I'm happy to take a side seat and just steer the conversation, which is what I did. And so the thing that bothered me really was that this person that was commenting, while they were giving their opinion, it was a lie. You know, it really was. Like the first criticism I received about the podcast was actually for episode three or four um, when I interviewed Goretta Marie, a friend of mine from Estonia. And the person had said something along the lines of, I mean, again, they put it in a horrible way, but they'd said that basically I spoke too much and I spoke over my guest. Now, you know, I, I disagreed with that because what they were commenting on was not actually the full podcast. They were commenting on a clip, right? And it bothered me. And I, but the thing is, I took it and I sat down and I thought about it. And I thought, Do you know what? Even though this person has put this in a horrible way, Maybe there's something to take from this. Maybe there's something to consider because my role as an interviewer, first and foremost, is to get as much information from that person as possible, to put them over in a good light and to interview them, you know? And, you know, anytime someone appears on my podcast, people want to hear that person speak, right? But here's the thing, and this is something that they said. They said, no one wants to hear you speak, as in me. And the person that commented recently said something similar. No one wants to hear your boring stories. You know, this episode is all about Lydia. It's not about you. And I thought, Do you know what? It's my podcast. 
It's the Christian Reeve podcast. If I want to talk, I'm going to talk. If I want to share a story, I'm going to share a story. And if you don't like me, don't listen to the podcast. It's as simple as that. I don't understand why you would listen to the podcast or indeed watch anything that I do or consume anything that I put out there if you don't like me. If you don't like me, that's fine. But why do people feel the need to tell me that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I guess that comes down to negative people and stuff. Because the thing is, I've been getting constructive criticism all my life, you know, as a musician, at school, in business. I'm very used to it. There is a way to tell people how to improve and give advice in a polite manner. I've done it myself. But the way that these trolls and horrible people on the internet put things forward is just really unacceptable. Just pausing for some water. Does that count as ASMR? I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and I, guess, I guess my overarching point with this, because um, what I have written down on my paper here is dealing with criticism. So essentially it's like, how do I deal with criticism towards the podcast? Well, basically... I just, if I can take something from the criticism, I do. So that first comment I told you about um, from earlier in the, uh, the podcast run, I thought, do you know what? There's a fair point there. If I can minimize how much I speak and try to get to the guest to speak as much as possible, that's fine. But at the same time, I want it to be a conversation. I don't want it to just be an interview podcast because it's not, it's not just an po uh, interview podcast. It's a discussion. I always think that the podcast is at its best and the episodes that when I look back at which were the best episodes, it's always the ones that were more of a back and forth discussion. You know, the ones that were more of a conversation because I feel like that's much more interesting to listen to. It's also one of the reasons why I haven't really chosen to do many discussion-based podcasts because I'm a bit hesitant about it. You know, I have noticed slight dips in numbers on, you know, YouTube and on um, all of my audio platforms. So I have realized that generally the interviews are going to perform better. But I think it comes down to a range of different reasons. One, like I said, people prefer to listen to that. Two, you know, inevitably you're going to bring in different audiences through each different guest because they have their own, you know, following. So you're going to attract people through, through the course of that. And thirdly, you know, I, again, I just think it's a more engaging kind of thing. It's, it's almost like you're participating in a debate or a, a huge discussion as opposed to just listening to one person on their own. And I, I got to say, every podcast that I've listened to yeah, because I've done, I guess you could call it like research. I don't think it really counts as research, but I've listened to a lot of different podcasts and I never really tended to enjoy the ones that were just one person. You know, I've yet to find one where it's just one person. And I'm sure there are plenty out there that are good that I'm just not aware of. But all of the ones that I enjoy have several people on them and they have some sort of banter or chemistry or whatever. And this leads me to the, the co-host scenario that uh, I wanted to cover. So shout out to Dutch Deals, who um, actually was there in my 50th episode. Um, if you go back, he was there for the 50th special. And I thought about getting him last minute, but I thought, you know what, I'll just do this by myself because it's kind of, 
where I think the podcast is headed. Like for a long time, I wanted to have a co-host that would help me do these discussion episodes. Because I thought, you know, I'll keep doing the interviews like I do already, where it's just me, because I have a sort of approach for that and a format for that, and that works. And I think if I would add more people to that, it might convolute it. But as far as the research for the, um, you know, discussion-based episodes, I thought it was better to have two people come in with different research, different approaches to the same idea, and then have a debate, have a discussion. And we would just tackle, you know, different subjects as we go. I originally wanted to do that with Dutch deals. It just didn't seem like he had the time to commit it. You know, he's a young lad. I get that. So that's why he's sort of no longer on it. Obviously, he's always welcome to come back on the show. He knows this. Um, but that's why he didn't sort of become a, a regular co-host. There was also uh, a lady on the show called Rafi that was supposed to be my uh, next co-host. And I was really excited about that because we were going to take things in a much more business orientated kind of direction. And unfortunately, same, same issue. I, I don't really know what happened there. Um, she kind of just fell off the radar. Hope she's doing okay. <laughs> um, I guess she's just too busy. But uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. And it made me start thinking that, like, is this cursed? Am I just never going to get a co-host or whatever? And look, I think it is always going to be about me. It is always going to be the Christian Reeve podcast. I think people do kind of expect that I will host it and I'll be the lead kind of, not necessarily the lead focus point, because, you know, as I said, it's an interview discussion podcast with whoever's on my show, just like the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, I, I do base it after that quite a lot. I always think about the fact that every time a guest comes on the show, it's about me trying to get stories out of them. I guess that's the best way of putting it. This is like a storytelling podcast where we talk about life and passion for various different fields and, and and whatever and where the wherever the conversation goes it goes you know there are no rules per se sometimes we will kind of come in with a specific topic but generally speaking we're going to cover a lot of different topics inevitably you know like you'll notice that a lot of my episodes i don't just dive straight in necessarily sometimes i do sometimes i'll just ask them straight about their passions or what they do for work or whatever but generally i like to kind of see if we'll have like a little random discussion first and then you know once that's kind of died down a little bit then i start asking questions because the questions are more like prompts to be honest and i think this is something that all podcasters out there could learn my best advice i could give as far as you know being an interviewer is concerned is just do your research but use your questions more as prompts rather than something that you sort of live by you know don't use this as like the holy grail don't use this as like the only thing you go by because you're going to get stuck you know there's there's things that you can't anticipate like for instance you know let's say um you're talking about one thing and you want to keep the discussion to that and then the guest talks about something that you have like several questions down what are you going to do you're going to cut them off i mean you could circle back to that thing but that kind of kills the vibe kills the conversation it's better to just let them talk ask them the question that you had planned for them later and maybe circle back to the former thing. Or, you know, if there's nothing more to say on that, move, move on, you know, go with the flow, go with the conversation. I, I that's the best advice I could give. You know, I, don't, I know it's unsolicited. No one asked. I don't care. <laughs> that's my approach. But 
I seriously think that's the best thing you can do is go with the flow, go with the discussion, see where it takes you. And whenever you feel a bit like the conversation is beginning to die down or, you know, you're coming to the end of a point, that's when you throw in a question because it's just like a, a real conversation in real life, you know? And if you really feel like there's just nothing more to say, end the podcast, bring it to a close. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to be the same length every single time. You know, like people ask me what the length of the show is generally. I haven't really figured it out. I guess it would be anywhere between an hour to two hours generally, but I don't have an aim per se. You know, if it's an hour, it's an hour. If it's two hours, it's two hours. If it gets up to three hours, hey, that happens. You know, if the, if the conversation is that good or there's just enough to ask them, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to see what happens. You know what I mean? I'm not going to cut someone because I've, I've, I've been on people's shows where that happens when you get into the course of a discussion and they just want to like, you know, really cut it down to like 30 minutes. And it's like, this is just not fun. You know, like, for instance, me, if you're going to have me on your show, I'm a very expressive guy. So I'm going to take a while to answer questions. So I don't know. I, don't, I just don't feel like half an hour. You can't. What can you talk about in half an hour? I mean, you can talk about a few things, but I don't really feel like you you get off the ground really with that. You know, I've managed to make it happen with, with certain guests. Uh, you know, if I've, there are time constraints, I've made it work sometimes, but I find it very limiting. I really do. I remember when I was doing the TCJ podcast before this, um, we were trying to stick to, to a time schedule and I always hated that. I always wanted to do more. I always felt like, you know, I would, like we'd barely scratched the surface and it frustrated me. And I think it was one of the reasons why I decided to do my own podcast afterwards. Cause I was like, I don't want these time constraints. I don't want there to be a rule like, Oh, sorry, you have to end it now. It's like, why, why do I have to end it? If it's going well, I want to roll with it. I want to see where it goes. I want to see where the conversation goes and just, just run with it. <laughs> Simply put. So yeah. Um, gee, oh wow, I really went off the uh, rails with that one, didn't I? Yeah, basically, I don't think there's going to be a co-host, um, at least not anytime soon. But this ties into my next point about what I'd like to do in the future. There's a lot of things I want to do with this podcast. One of the biggest things is I want to build a podcast team. Um, you know, I really like, for instance, the setup, again, Pod Joe Rogan has. I like the setup that the H3H3 team has. I want something similar to that where I just show up I do the podcast and then a team of people takes care of the rest because I could do a lot more. If I had a team of people dealing with clips, editing, um, you know, throwing stuff up on a computer so we can look at it, you know, whatever the case may be, that would speed things up. That would speed the process up and it would make things a lot easier, you know, and you know, there's people that I'm, I'm meeting in my, in my life right now, people that, you know, when I eventually have the money, I'm, I'm going to employ them uh, either on a freelance basis or as a part of my just team. I'm basically going to build a business, build a team of people that I trust. And we're going to we're going to create something. We're going to create this this brand, the Christian Reeve brand. It won't just be for the podcast. It will be for many different things that I do. But the podcast is a big part of what I do. And I really want it to grow moving forward. I want to build a team. I want to have a studio. You know, that's a big goal of mine is to have a, a place that people could actually physically come. Imagine that there's never been anyone on the show that's actually sat down with me physically. Now, obviously that comes down to space and, and not having, 
you know, obviously COVID being a big thing that, that threw everything in the works and yeah, just not having the equipment. I have this one mic. I mean, my camera broke recently. That's why we've got this crappy feed, uh, which is literally my webcam from my laptop, uh, which, which really frustrates me because the other camera was so much better and to, to downgrade and go back to this is like, Oh, it's like taking one step forward and five steps back, you know, but you run with it, you know, as long as I've got something to record with and, you know, a camera, whatever, just do it. And that, that would be my advice as well to podcasters that are just starting out. Just do it. Just run with it. Whatever you have, as long as you can hear yourself and people can hear you and you've got something where you can be seen, just run with it. Like equipment will get better eventually. I don't doubt that I will have a professional team and professional equipment one day and a studio. I know it will happen. And we'll look back to moments like this and we'll probably laugh at this clip and be like, hey, it happened. It really did happen. Maybe I can be like, hey guys, in the future, here's me in the past being a dreamer. <laughs> that'd be funny. If it actually works out, that'd be weird. We'll clip that up and it'll be like a, you know, the journey <laughs> but you got to start somewhere you got to start somewhere other things i'd like to do with the podcast is you know i'd like to have a dedicated interactive listener base i'd like to be able to take more suggestions from people on people like guests they'd like to see you know topics they'd like to hear all that stuff i have i have already asked people you know i have a discord uh, and there's a few people in there that are really gracious and awesome. And then they send me comments. I have questions today because of those people and because of people on TikTok and such. So there are, there is a listener base there. I know there is. And thank you to everyone that's taken the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. Uh, I know there is a regular listener base. It might only be a handful of people, but you know what? It's not about how many it's about, having those people you know it doesn't matter if you've got five people or five thousand people if you've got dedicated people listening to you i think that's something to celebrate and after 100 episodes you know i, I remember when no one listened to this absolutely no one and it would crush me um but you know i think if you if you stand by what you're doing you keep doing it you keep getting better people resonate with that you know, they see your dedication, they see what you're trying to achieve. I think people get what I'm trying to achieve with this podcast, which is basically to make this interview discussion podcast, get as many people on as I can, learn about as many people as I can. You know, I said it a couple of episodes ago, like, what would help this podcast? Maybe a shout out, maybe having a celebrity on. I'm not so convinced. I think it's more about just slowly building that base and, and people spread the word. I think that's what will happen. You know, obviously, as I was talking about with some of the, the goals I have for the future, yeah, inevitably, I, I do want to have a big listener base, you know, a big group of people constantly listening to the podcast, sharing it, telling their friends, blah, blah, blah. Who wouldn't want that, right? But I don't think that things like that generally come overnight. Sometimes you get lucky in life, people shout you out, or yeah, maybe you have someone significant that you work with, collab with, whatever. But I don't think you can rely on stuff like that. You know, I, I, I'm, my, my attitude is to always work hard and not expect anything. You know, I don't expect someone to just turn around one day and shout me out. I don't expect a celebrity to give me a chance. I don't expect people to suddenly like donate money to me or, or support me or whatever. I'm amazed if people do. And thank you to everyone that supports me. 
but I don't expect these things in life. I've learned to just work hard, keep working hard, and eventually it will pay off. And, you know, I guess it will make it all the more sweeter, you know, when I eventually do get it. Because truthfully, I've only been properly doing this all for two years, content creating. You know, for many years, I turned my back on content creating and everything. And two years is, is relatively short, you know what I mean? It's, but we are getting the numbers. We are growing. We reached 10K on TikTok recently. We're close to, I think, 750 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, certain episodes of the podcast are getting more views on YouTube. Uh, there's a bit of traction gaining on the podcast clips on uh, TikTok. You know, it's like there's more people listening on audio platforms, you know, more so on a regular basis than YouTube even. And which makes sense because it's like, where are you really going to listen to a podcast? You're not going to listen to it on YouTube. You're going to listen to it on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or somewhere like that. Um, you know, like, I mean, I suppose YouTube is good in the sense that you can see the people, but you know, everyone knows what I look like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, that novelty wears off. Uh, everyone knows what the guests look like, you know, it's, it's, but I guess you want to see the reactions of people, you know, like in this episode, it doesn't really matter if you see me or not, but I suppose when I'm having those discussion based episodes, you do want to be able to see me and that person. You want to see us interacting with you, with each other and stuff. And I feel for certain episodes, it's really important to be able to have that visual uh, version because you can see like the backgrounds, you can see, you get an idea of the person physically and stuff. And uh, yeah, and also sometimes when you share stuff with each other, like, hey, check out this cool thing that I made. Um, you can't really see that for, for, you know, an audio episode. And that's why I encourage people to sometimes go and check out the, the video version. You know, I'm not saying like only listen to it, but, you know, it's worth checking it out every once in a while. And I actually discovered recently there's actually a term for, for a video podcast. I think that it was a vodcast. I didn't even know this. I didn't know this was a thing and that people actually market those podcasts in that way. Like, Oh, check out my vodcast. I never even knew that was a thing. So that was a, a learning curve for me. And I suppose this past year has just been one long learning curve in a nutshell. But before I get into that, one of the final things I want to say with regards to what I'm looking for in the future, what I'm aiming for is of course, sponsorship. I have reached out to Anchor um, a few times, which is the platform that hosts all of my, um, my stuff online for free. So shout out to Anchor. Thank you so much. Um, because basically they mainly operate in America. They do operate in Europe, but you can't make any money if you're in Europe. And I've messaged them several times about this and they've always told me that they're working on making it possible in Europe. But right now, it's just not happening. And one of the suggestions they've made to me was that I should pitch my podcast to sponsors. And I kind of said that like right now it's pointless because I just don't have a big enough listener base. Like if we're talking straight business, you know, I know how business works. I've studied business for many, many years, right? If I go to a, a business and I go, Hey, do you want to sponsor me? I get like five people each episode if I'm lucky. I mean, all they're going to hear is, well, why, why should I pay you when there's next to no one listening to you? 
next to you know what I mean like whereas if I go oh I've got a thousand people listening to me every episode that begins to sound like money that begins to sound like well even if you know one tenth of those people check out the product that's something you know what I mean or if like 50 people out of, of that thousand check out that'll be worth my time and my expenses so unfortunately with sponsorships at least it is all about the numbers and I'm fully aware of that. And I won't be pitching myself to anyone until I've got that sort of big confirmed listener base that's, that's um, a sizable amount. Because you know, I, just, I just can't see any reason why, why I should pitch to them otherwise. I don't think there's anything in it for those businesses. And at the end of the day, it is all about business. It doesn't matter if I come across well or I have a good speaking voice or even if the podcast is any good, to be honest. It is about how many people are listening when it comes to that because it's it's purely about the numbers unfortunately um but there you go but i i do think that in the future we will get sponsors i imagine we'll get several sponsors i'd like to do a sort of similar model to what conrad thompson does in the us uh, for those who don't know he's a uh, wrestling podcaster he has like several podcasts that he does with various different people from the um the wrestling industry and his style is to basically have several adverts placements throughout the episode um you know just short like one minute adverts either done by the company or by them um generally they're done by them which i think is better anyway to have the actual uh, hosts of the show advertising themselves i think that makes sense and it's much more fun you can have fun with it i could have a lot of fun with with ads and sponsors if i ever got to that point because i think i would turn it into something fun um but yeah, that 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 kind of concludes what we're talking about with regards to um, where I'd like to go with in the future. Um, but yeah, I guess now I just want to address all of your questions because there's quite a few here. I've already addressed a few, but um, yeah, let's have a little look. So if you could interview any major celebrity on your podcast, who would it be? And that's from Hannah. So thank you, Hannah, for that question. Um, any major celebrity? <sighs> I mean, the ones that I would want to interview are all dead, <laughs> like Jim Morrison, David Bowie. Um, there's, there's quite a few. I'd like to interview Vicky McClure, who played uh, LOL in This Is England. I'm really enamored with her. I think she's an amazing actress. Uh, Scarlett Johansson would be cool. Um, I suppose just generally actors. Generally, I'd love to interview Mac DeMarco. I'm a huge fan of his work. Dallas Green from City in Colour would be another one who I'm really inspired by. Um, maybe Johnny Marr from the Smiths. That'd be cool because I'm a big Smiths fan. Uh, about the celebrities. I don't know, Joaquin Phoenix. He's a big um, he's a big celebrity that I'm inspired by, an actor I'm inspired by. Maybe Johnny Depp as well. Mostly just people that I'm inspired by with music and acting, I think is is generally what I'm kind of enamored by them and who I would like to have on the show. But to be honest, celebrity wise, oh, of course, before I finish actually on that point, wrestling, wrestlers, I would interview pretty much any and all wrestlers. I've only had one wrestler on my show and I'll, I'll circle back to that. But um, I really want to have wrestlers on my show. I love, I adore wrestling. I've even considered just doing a wrestling only podcast, but I'm not really sure where I would go with that. I think I could do a similar interview style podcast, but it, the, the demand would have to be there first. Um, but I think I'd rather just have them on this show and, and do, it, do it as an occasional thing. But you never know. I don't know. We'll see where we go with that. But yeah, I would love to have 
wrestlers on my show because I love wrestling. I love talking about wrestling. I've always been a fan of it. And it's something that I don't often get to talk about. Um, I have thought about doing wrestling content, but I don't know. I just, I guess I'm a bit shy and nervous about that, you know. Um, maybe I'll try it in the future. We'll see. But yeah. Anyway, um, those are sort of the people that I would interview. Uh, and that actually leads me to who was my favorite person to interview. So I mentioned that I had a wrestler on the show. Shout out to Matt Rivera, who is um, also known as Matt Saxon. That for me was a big moment because I actually did uh, a couple of reaction or a reaction video to his appearance on the American TV show, Extreme Cheapskates, because he actually uh, refers to himself as the cheap wrestler. And uh, it's because he's very frugal with his money to a fault. And uh, this TV show that he was a part of was back in, I believe, 2013. It was a long time ago. But recently, I think back in 2015, uh, TLC released clips of that show and of that episode. And obviously, you know, he got a lot of attention again. And he decided to leverage that and make a YouTube channel with it. And he's been absolutely smashing it. He's recently just got back into wrestling after many years being away from it, which I think is amazing. I'm very excited about his career. Um, but yeah, it blew me away that he agreed to be on my podcast. Uh, I felt really uh, taken back by that, that he would take the time to do that. Uh, Cause he's also like a musician and a busy guy in his own right. And uh, it really felt like a big deal to me. It really did. And it was nice to just be able to talk about wrestling freely, you know, because it is a very like, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you don't know. Like if you don't know about wrestling, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, you'd be like, what, what? Because we're talking with like insider terms. I mean, they're not really insider terms because everyone knows them, but they are like terms that you'd only know if you were a professional wrestling fan. But yeah, um, that was a real favorite of mine to uh to talk about um and to have on the show i'd love to have more wrestlers so yeah wrestlers if you want to be on my show uh give, give, shout out to me <laughs> um i loved episode 10 when i had martin Gunningas. he's a estonian uh musician he's in a band called miliadid which is uh in, in estonian well in english it means billions and uh, i actually discovered him uh, through my ex-partner and uh, she had really good music taste and then I just you know obviously throughout visiting the country living there as well Estonia I discovered many many amazing bands and uh, this one was one of them Martin Gudengas and Miliadid his band and um, being able to have him on my show blew my mind because you know what I have reached out to celebrities and okay people outside of Estonia might not know I think maybe People in Lithuania, Latvia might know him because he's played a few festivals. He's, he's also played in Italy, I believe, one time. But um, people around the world won't necessarily know who he is. But in Estonia, he's one of the biggest celebrities. And it blew my mind that he was taking the time to be on my show. And it, it re for me, that was a special moment because I was literally interviewing a hero of mine. And I've never had a great experience with meeting my heroes in the past. It's always been, unfortunately, a bad thing. You know, they've always had like really bad, crappy attitudes and it ruined it for me. Uh, and that's why I always normally avoid meeting my heroes. But on this occasion, I met this guy and he was an absolute sweetheart. 
and we just chronicled his career and we spoke about a bunch of things and his upcoming record and it was a really fun discussion and i i was so excited when he agreed to be on the show i i i, I literally i i couldn't contain my excitement I, I was just so excited and when it happened it was surreal and i had to sort of calm myself down and compose myself um so that was a real special moment for me um, other people I've had on the show, by the way, I just wanted to make a point of saying that like, these are some of the episodes that stand out for me, but every episode is enjoyable for me. I don't want it. These aren't, these aren't, I'm not singling out these ones to say like everyone else was bad. Cause that's not the case. Every episode for me is an opportunity is an amazing experience. And I'm always grateful each and every time it's just these particular ones stick out for me, mostly for personal reasons. Um, or for like particular stories that were told like for instance Chris Tondervold and John John Lennon had like really inspiring stories you know we discussed their careers we discussed what they did but they both shared really personal stories um, about things like you know Chris Tondervold spoke about uh, overcoming alcoholism and John John Lennon shared a near-death experience and I remember thinking when, when I was listening to those stories that it's amazing being able to sit and listen to these real life stories and have them on the show. Do you know what I mean? Have this as part of part of the, the podcast. And it meant that the podcast is not just for fun and, and, you know, to have a, a fun chat, but it's also, we can have serious moments. You know, we can have times when we discuss serious things and, you know, discuss inspiring people and inspiring stories. And that, really changed the trajectory of the podcast for me it meant that i could do a lot of things with it and you know i can we can take it in lots of different directions with some guests we can have a fun discussion just silly comedic almost other people it can be straight business with some people it can be really serious with other people it's random it could go anywhere like i i really pride myself on making this a podcast that can go in any direction and it's all about my guest it's all about where they kind of take it and i just guide it i'm just your host but i do like that banter that back and forth and i've always had that with every single guest that i've had uh princess etch was amazing to have um i guess she's probably the most famous person i guess i mean she, she's definitely been featured very prominently in american media uh she's even had like youtube uh feature her. yeah actually the website featuring her content uh, i believe she's one of four um etch a sketch artists in the united states and uh, the fun thing about this episode well i wasn't expecting was that uh she's a fantastic businesswoman like i'll be honest like we we spoke a lot about you know her career and 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 being princess etch but I was really just excited about talking business with her because she has a great mind for business. I could literally have her on the show for another two or three hours and we could just talk straight business because it, it literally went so well. She had a really good mind for it. And that is one of those, a classic example of like when you have someone on your show and they surprise you. And this is why I never, I never go into any episode thinking it's going to be this way. It's going to be that way. I just keep an open mind and I get excited because it's like, hey, you never know where this is going to go. It could go in any direction. Let's just see what happens. And this was a perfect example of that. 
Um, really, really re- highly recommend you go check it out. Check out all of these. Check out any of these episodes. There's 100 episodes now. No excuse. <laughs> uh, I, I think that the, my absolute favorite probably has to be the episode I did on maladaptive daydreaming. Um, because I had a sufferer of, of maladaptive daydreaming, which is a behavioral addiction. And she chose to remain anonymous and that was totally fine by me. And I wondered like, how can I do this episode? And I chose to approach it like I do everything else, still an interview, but I knew I needed to do a lot of research going in. You know, I, I knew that it would be good to get this person to give their, um, kind of, understanding of 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 the of the illness and 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 put it in their own words but i needed to know my stuff i needed to know so that i could guide the conversation and ask them the right questions as well and we had a fantastic conversation um we really got into depth about the illness and 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 like you know what where it's where it's going and, and what the latest science says and, and stuff and to be honest it seemed to be embraced by the maladaptive daydreaming community as well it seems that everyone was really happy with the episode and, and they thought that i did a good job interviewing the person and and that it actually stands as kind of a useful tool which is what i wanted it to be because there doesn't seem to be a lot of stuff out there about maladaptive daydreaming. The only stuff I could really find is, you know, there's one website that the person mentioned that I had on the show. There's a pretty good Reddit community where everyone supports each other. And then there's just a bunch of stuff about, um, if you've ever seen the movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, um, what he's going through whenever he's just like zoning out, that's actually maladaptive daydreaming, or at least an extreme example of it like you know all these crazy scenarios happen like they're not actually happening he's daydreaming but it feels very real to him um and other than that there's not really much out there like even from the the scientist who the professor who actually deal i can't remember his name off the top of my head but um who's actually done work on this there's only like a few entries here and there and the most recent thing was that the illness has now been classified as a behavioral addiction as opposed to just a straight mental health illness um so yeah that was that was a really good episode it was challenging i had to do a lot of research more so than i normally do um but it pushed me in a good way um i really enjoyed the episodes i did with uh, david somerfleck he's a business guy um from the states who we had a good rapport with and with that i was able to just talk straight marketing and straight business with him you know and i've had a few business owners on the show before so it's not new to me to discuss business on the podcast but with this particular guy we just seem to have a good rapport and he was very easy to talk to he, he gives good stories he's very candid and yeah it was just good chemistry there good vibes and uh you know i always say to all my guests that they're always welcome back on the show and you know he's been a repeat guest he's a good example of that um I'd say my episode with Eleonora Lynn Aske, I think that's how you say her name, um, was interesting. It was a different kind of vibe. That's what I have written in my notes here. And it was a very long episode. I wasn't expecting it to be that long, but I embraced it. I really enjoyed the discussion. We vibed quite well. And she just had a totally different perspective on life. And it's always really interesting when you meet someone like that in life that has a different perspective on life, a different approach to things. It's always really inspiring and just different, interesting. 
you know it, it kind of challenges your own thoughts and beliefs about life and, and the way that you look at life and that's certainly how I looked at it I just looked at it as a real kind of amazing uh, interview and I'm very proud of it I'm proud of all the episodes that I've put out there but there are particular ones that I'm really really proud of and I always look back on and say hey you know that this was a good this is something I could be proud of right here um final shout out would be the Hearst brothers um the main main two things I have written down here is that yeah they were easy to talk to and to be honest we could have spoken forever and we actually commented afterwards because I think it it got to like two or three hours and I called it and I said to the guys that I, I could have just kept going to be honest <laughs> and so could they it was such a good discussion really good vibes uh they're Canadian boys and I always have a really good rapport with Canadians they're like really easy to talk to I've had quite a few Canadians on the show actually uh so this isn't the first instance of um that but yeah um just very easy to talk to good vibes um very highly enjoyable uh, but let, yeah, now we've uh, answered that in detail. Let's move on to some of the rest of your questions. Have you learned anything about yourself during these 100 episodes? Well, the short answer is yes. Um, I think the main thing that I've learned is, or two things. I've learned a lesson that I already knew, but it's basically reinforced. And that is, you know, practice makes perfect. You start something, you're going to be a bit shaky. Um, you know, I had a very clear perception of what I thought the podcast was be, would be. Uh, there was two reasons I started the podcast. Like One of them was because I wanted to keep doing podcasting after I did the TCJ podcast because it ended quite mature, uh, prematurely. And secondly, uh, shout out to Childish Jacko, a friend of mine. He sort of said to me one day that he actually listened to the vlogs that I put out on YouTube. And he said that he really enjoyed just putting them on the background and listen to them like as though they were a mini podcast. And that just sparked an idea in my head. I was like, oh, really? It's interesting like that? Because obviously it's kind of a meme, but like my vlogs are normally really long, at least a half an hour. And that's like most podcasts, <laughs> at least 30 minutes, right? And I figured, like, why don't I just do that? If people find it interesting, why not? Why not put something out there that resembles a podcast? Why not give it a go? And so I did. I started doing it. And, yeah, I suppose that, you know, I learned it's the same lesson that I learned when I was doing vlogging two years ago. And, you know, if you go back and, and listen to, like, some of my early vlogs, I, I'm ropey, I'm all over the place. I don't know where if if I'm coming or going I, I I come across very shy and nervous and you know I haven't really figured out how to talk to the camera whereas now I'm very used to it I do it all the time um I don't get shy or nervous or anything I'm, I'm just used to it now um and that just comes through sheer practice so that's a lesson that was like reinforced for me through podcasting I think the other thing I've learned is that uh, and I don't like normally saying you know, complimenting myself. I try not to because I just think it's a bit douchey. But since this question is asking, what have you learned about yourself? I'd say I've learned that I'm a good interviewer and I can hold a conversation. And, and, and you know, I didn't always believe that I was a good conversationist. I think that's something that's come later in life. Um, I guess, yeah, if I, if I could put it shortly or briefly, succinctly, is that this podcast has taught me in the past 100 episodes how to be a good conversationist 
Um, and that has come through adapting to each and every guest and, you know, I wouldn't say changing myself per se, but adapting to their vibe and trying to get a conversation out of them. And that's a good life skill to have as well. Being able to get conversation out of anyone that you're, uh, you're dealing with, do you know what I mean? Because every single human being is different and you have to approach each social situation differently. You're likely to meet people that are similar, have similar vibes. And you'll be like, oh, I've met someone like this. This person's similar to this person that I know. But it will never be 100% the same. And sometimes you'll just meet someone who's just totally different that you've never met before. And you just got to figure out a way to work with it. And that's one thing in real life when you're having a conversation because you've got the choice of just walking away and not having the conversation. But you don't have that luxury with a podcast. You know, you've got to make it work. So it's a real challenge. And I think I've just learned to be persistent and and... I've learned to adapt well and I've, I've learned how to construct good interviews. And I think a big thing for me is, is switching it up from being a straight interview podcast and turning it into a discussion based podcast. As I sort of spoke about earlier in the podcast, it's very important for me to get that discussion and that conversation going. That for me is always going to be a better episode than if I'm just going through the questions. Because sometimes, you know, you just can't get that conversation flowing. Uh, I've had a few episodes like that where it was a bit more regimented and, you know, it, it's just how it was. You know, maybe the guest was a bit shy. Maybe uh, we just didn't have the sort of rapport that I've had with other guests. That happens. Um, but I've still got to kind of go through the motions and, and, and ask them certain questions. And I guess every time I ask a new question, I'm trying to get, a new line of discussion formed, you know, but it, it's not always going to definitely work out. Let's move on. Um, how do podcasts influence life today? So this is an interesting question. Um, I think that podcasts influence us in terms of being one of two things. Either they are a tool that we use that we can learn from, you know, we can, we can learn skills, we can use them for, for sort of constructive purposes, for education purposes, or it's just sheer escapism. It's a thing, you know, this is what I normally do. I normally put an, a podcast on in the background as like a comfort thing while I'm working. Or, you know, sometimes, when, you know, when I was in Estonia and I had like really long journeys to get to places or it was like really dark at winter, I would just stick on podcasts. You know, I wouldn't really listen to music. I'd just listen to podcasts and it would get me by. It, was, it almost felt like familiar voices. It felt like people that you could always check in with and listen to. And it was a nice thing, a comforting thing to, uh, to come back to. So I think that's sort of the general way that podcasts influence life. They are just a part of society now. They're a, they're a useful tool. Um, I, I'll go to be honest, I do kind of feel a bit of a groan every time I see that there's a new podcast because it's like, okay, let's just see how long you go with it. Um, for me, the only things that really excite me about podcasts is if there's a different format something new like for instance shout out to the hard mark podcast eric donaldson who was recently on the show uh, spoke about his podcast format and i was really intrigued and i've actually started listening to it in my own spare time because i like the format it's something different it's refreshing because there's so many podcasts out there that don't have a format and it's literally just some guys fucking around 
and just having conversations and it's like it's not really something that I don't think that's that's a podcast by the way that's people leaving my uh, flat I can't help that <laughs> but um yeah I don't think that that's a podcast I think you can you can potentially turn that into podcasts and I, I've heard people do that where you know maybe they record for like three hours and they cut it down and they and they manage to make like a best of the conversation and I think that's that takes a lot of commitment and I respect that. But there are many people I've seen that just literally put out like a three hour podcast and it's literally just people chatting absolute crap. And it's like, look, you may think that this is funny to be part of, but to listen to, it's almost unlistenable. And I think the only reason it's unlistenable is because there's no structure to it. When you're listening to a podcast, you need something that flows, something that's easy to digest. You know, it goes from one topic to the next. You'll notice with this episode, I've gone from each topic. I haven't bounced around. I might have gone on a few tangents here and there, but I always brought it back. You have to have something you can follow. It's like a lesson plan. I remember, I'll never forget, I saw Greg Davies, the comedian, uh, I think back in... God, 2012, 2013, something like that. And he used to be a former teacher. And, uh, you know, obviously he was famously, he played a teacher in uh, The Inbetweeners. His character was, was brilliant. He's a, he's a comedian in his own right and everything. And um, he chose to do this particular stand-up. Like, he, he chose to do it like a lesson plan. He literally had a board at the side of the stage and he went through topic by topic like it was a lesson plan and it was absolutely excellent and and it flowed well and every good comedian that I've ever seen in, in you know throughout the years has done the same thing they have a good format there, there are comedians out there that just do joke to joke to joke but I don't know personally I don't like that as much I like it better when they're telling stories when they're kind of going from thing to thing and particularly when they kind of tie things up in a fun way like the end of the joke on the last the last joke at the end of the show ties into something they said at the very beginning or, or something like that like I think that good storytelling is always going to be the most alluring thing in anything that you do in life uh, particularly with comedy and especially with podcasting so um yeah wow I've gone on quite a tangent from uh, how podcasts influence life I do apologize um how does it feel to reach a hundred episodes? Um, special. It feels special to reach a hundred episodes. It feels like an actual real achievement. Um, sometimes I, I th I've been thinking a lot about how long we're going to do this podcast. I think it's just going to continue, you know, because when I look at just doing the podcast, like once a week, for example, it's not really that much effort. You know, it, it does, it is a lot of effort to put it out, to edit it and stuff, but I really enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy having these conversations and I like having this thing that is ongoing and has been going on for a while. It, it's fun. It's, it's cool that there is something like that that exists that I've done. And I just like it. I like having it on in the background, like while I'm not, not listening to it. I meant like having this thing that I continually do that keeps growing and keeps growing and keeps evolving while I'm doing everything else. Cause as you guys may or may not know, um, I suppose those who only listen to the podcast won't know this, but I do a lot of stuff on TikTok and YouTube and, you know, with music and acting and all these different things. 
And that takes up a lot of my time, most of my time. And so it means that a lot less time goes into the podcast. But I think it's better like this because, you know, I do feel like less is more. This one episode a week vibe really works, or at least for me, it's a lot less pressure on me. It means that I really enjoy and look forward to doing these episodes when they come. And it puts a lot less pressure on me. You'd be surprised how much pressure it is to, to put out something regularly. And this is why I've never picked a specific day to, to like put out an episode because I don't want that pressure. You know, there, there's, been, there's been weeks when I haven't put out episodes, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe guests dropped out, which I'll get back to, by the way. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, I'm just like, you know what, it can wait a little bit. I've put out so many episodes. There's plenty of content out there. People can wait. It's okay. It's not, it's not a big deal. But I do feel like one episode a week is not that difficult to commit to. Now, when it comes to people dropping out, my God, this happens all the time. It's the most frustrating thing ever. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. So, I mean, a lot of the time people will re reschedule and that's fine. I weirdly always seem to know when people are going to drop out. I just get a feeling on the day that they're going to drop out. And a lot of the time, there's been many guests that just never get back to me. They never say anything. And it's bizarre. I've had guests where we've rescheduled it several times and each and every time they let me down. And I don't get annoyed. I don't get upset or anything. I, I give people basically two chances. And then once they break that, I just don't bother anymore. Because I'm like, look, if you can't, if you can't basically make it to the second time and we've already rescheduled like twice, like I'm not going to give you another chance. Like you clearly just don't want to be on the podcast. And do you know what? It's fine. I would much rather people be honest with me and just say, I don't want to be on the show rather than mess me around. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure many people out there have dealt with this. I know I've had a few podcasters on the show that have kind of reciprocated this, this feeling, this frustration. But I think the key thing you have to remember, it's not just about podcasting. It's about having a respect for people's time, not wasting people's time. You know what I mean? Respect other people's time. You know what I mean? Because obviously when I do a podcast, I reach out to the person just before and I say, hey, are you still available? I've learned to do this recently because people let you down so much. And also sometimes, you know, life happens. I'm not, I'm not having a go at people that you know, genuinely have good reason for, for, for needing to cancel. But the people that have good reason either will get in touch with you or reply promptly and will reschedule, <laughs> you know, and that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. If you've got something that comes up, hey, life, life happens, right? But don't waste people's time. Don't, don't just ghost people. You know, ironically, I remember I was supposed to have someone on the show uh, to discuss ghostwriting. And I did loads of uh, research for it. And I was really excited about it. I got uh, questions from my listeners who were excited about it. And then ironically, they ghosted me. <laughs> they didn't get in touch. Um, I emailed them several times, got in touch with them. They never bothered to reply to me. And I just think that that's really disrespectful. Uh, if you don't want to be on the show anymore, just tell me, just be straight up, just say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not interested anymore. That's fine. At least I know, at least you've given me the common courtesy of telling me. But if you don't say anything, I'm sorry, I just lose all respect for you. And I just have in those, in those, in those instances. But whatever. Um, okay. So 
I've got a couple of questions here, like why did I start the podcast, importance, relevance of podcasts in modern life. I've kind of addressed them already. I guess what I'll do um, with regards to drawing this to a close is I will focus on saying thank you. Thank you to everyone that has agreed to be on the show. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. you. You've just made the experience fantastic. And I've enjoyed every moment of it. I really feel like I've grown. I've gained, I think I've gained a lot of confidence in myself through this podcast, through interviewing people, through meeting people. And as I spoke about earlier, you know, inevitably I've learned from each and every experience I've learned through those people. Cause you're talking to people, you're gaining things from those people. And that will always be something that sticks out in my mind and, and inspires me. So thank you so much to everyone that's been on the show. That's taken the time to be on my show. Um, just thank you to everyone that's reached out and showed interest. Thank you to everyone who listens to the Christian Reed podcast, who shares my content, who, who follows me. Uh, thank you to everyone in the community in the discord community and on TikTok and stuff that sending questions and, and show interest and stuff. I really appreciate all of you. It, it keeps pushing me to, to, you know, continue this podcast and keep putting it out there and, and keep growing. And I'm excited. Like I said in the beginning, I am really excited about where this podcast could go. We've reached 100, 100 episodes. Who knows where we'll go in the future with this? Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Reef podcast. And as always, until next time, to the next 100 episodes of the Christian Reef podcast, be safe, be well. And I'll see you in the next one.